So the vaccine is completely I've become changed nicer. You. Yeah, I think you have. Uh, I've become nicer. I've become selfless. You've become I've sexually. You've sexually opened up. <laughs> I'm not putting that. <laughs> you, you've been sexually that. reawakened. Um. I was. Re- I wasn't nervous at all. No, I mean I hate. I had a reaction. Rachel didn't. No, no, I did a bit, but it, I felt rough for about a day. We shared it, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, we we split the vial and we shared the needle. It was quite good. It was fine. They Half didn't each. mind. We said we worked together. They were like, it's fine. Okay. okay. Are we ready? Welcome to I Wish I Was an Only Child with me, Rachel Mason. And me, Kathy Mason. Today we spoke to actor, presenter and campaigner Adam Pearson. And his identical twin brother, medical library assistant, Neil. So you live together. Are you still in Croydon? Oh, yeah. Still in yeah. Croydon. Yeah, God, God's country. Yeah, which is where you grew up. In fact, I think I recognise some stuff in the background from having watched an interview online. So is that your bedroom, Adam? It is. It yes. Is. This, is, this is the less geeky half of the bedroom. If you were doing this the other way, you'd see like a big TV, multiple games consoles, numerous Pokemon. Right, okay. Um, um, what, <laughs> and what about Neil? Neil's given up. Neil's just like, oh, here he goes. Here he goes. I've got the box room. I was going to say, who's got the bigger room? You've got the box I room. Adam. I spend most of my time in it, though. Because I, I, Neil has, like, a proper job where he has to, like, leave the house and stuff. Because I can just sit at home and, and write or record podcasts and watch wrestling and call it work. <laughs> it, it's a fortunate position to be in. That's quite Neil, nice. Neil, what do you do? Do you work... Is it library or have I, got, have I made that um, up? Yes, I work in a medical library. Nice. I'm a hypochondriac. That's great. <laughs> and what's your box room like? Um, it's tidier than Adam's room. Ah. It's more organised. If you want to move all the board games that we bought together into your room to tidy this up, I'm happy to do that, Neil. So are they? The, they're presumably the same bedrooms you had as children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just oh, just a, a bit different. TV's yeah. a bit bigger. Technology's yeah. evolved. Oh, that's so lovely. So, who's the funniest? We always start with that. Who's the funniest? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm pretending it's a hard question to be polite because you're sitting yeah. right next to me. Yeah, it's Adam. I I am the train... I, I am... Well, I, I've done, like, actual training for, for stand-up comedy. Have so, you? And I, Have I've you? watched more of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did this charity comedy night and we did, like, this crash course in stand-up comedy with a guy called Logan Murray who's a wonderful, wonderful comedian and just understands it. And then I sort of... What started out as sort of like a bit of a charity shindig is something I sort of fell in love with a little bit. So I now do... Obviously not at the moment because circumstances. But I do, you know, I do open white nights. I'm always on, on the lookout for things that are funny or make good good material and, and a lot of comedy people think it's this really intelligent witty art form and to a degree it is but a lot of it is just moaning with a microphone <laughs> of course that's how john bishop got started totally. he, he got divorced went to a pub did an open mic night and then one night she was in the same pub while he was while he was making jokes about her and they got back together I think that's the story <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh my goodness the okay. massive microphones that's, just yeah. appeared <laughs> 
for, for those. Yeah, that... Sorry, I'm moving it more. Ex- You're trying to block your brother out. I'm sure of it. Just no, like... no, sorry. I, I mean, it, it was it was more equidistant between us, so the the sound is level. I was I was thinking technology. I'm an audiophile as as well, so. I have all these things that go on in my head whenever something's happening. And I'm like, oh, how can I make this better? Make and I get better. lost in moments, within moments. <laughs> That's nice. And, I wish you'd do And I'm, I'm, I'm the worst person to take anywhere because I've just been looking around in this final destination saw kind of way thinking, oh, what could go wrong here? And trying <laughs> to fix it before it, before it does. Nothing's going to go wrong. Adam, we're confident, we're confident. So do you share a similar sense of humour, Neil? To a certain extent, I'd say that Adam was slightly more edgy than me. Right. Where the line that I will go to and the line that Adam will go to are miles apart. Adam will take things a lot further than I will. Yeah, a lot further than most people would, Neil. (laughs) You're not the only one. Did you grow up laughing at the same things? Yeah, say we would. We grew up in like a really, and I'll have to unpack this like British household as far as it came to comedy. So we we were raised on Only Fools and Horses, Dad's Army, The British Empire, really early like Harry Enfield, Paul Whitehouse, yeah, kind of kind of stuff. The stuff that now you'd have to apologise for outside mm-hmm. the BBC, mm. but at the time, and, and to a degree, still still are just quintessentially British and, and quite funny. And was it a house that was there was a lot of laughter in the household? Well, we always did sort of laugh a lot. I think humour, anyway, is a really important part of human existence and a superb communication tool. Laughter is one of the only things that we do communally as, as a species. If you go mm. to a stand-up show, you'll laugh with everyone else. Whereas if, you, if you go home and watch the exact same thing on DVD on your own, you'll laugh less. That's just a uh, psychological psychological fact. And even when we were together as a family, there'd be things that we'd laugh at that other people would stare at us thinking, what's the joke? We have a lot of in-jokes in our, in our family. Like, um, our, our dad just doesn't do direction. So mm. when, when we'd be going on, on long car journeys, he was the master of, oh, we should have turned left back there. Like Captain Hindsight, he he is <laughs> he is the key starmer of passion to driving, <laughs> and and so we used to call him Pat Nav. <laughs> That's funny because <laughs> his name's Patrick. I should yeah. explain that bit as yeah. well. Now now the joke is complete in its form. Yeah. <laughs> Your partner has absolutely no sense of direction, no, and you no. said it's something to do with not crawling. Not it? crawling as a child. Apparently, if you don't crawl as a child, you don't have a sense of direction when you're an adult. There you go. Worth thinking about. Yeah. So, so when you were kids, did you get on? As, as much as brothers can do. And I think the fact we're twins yeah. added to that element of, I suppose, we're both quite competitive. I say quite competitive. I'm very competitive. Hmm. And Neil just sort of got swept up, swept up in that. Because <laughs> my, my best friend Roxy, she's a twin. And her, her and her sister George get on like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Whereas we sort of got on, but there was a healthy underlying sense of aggression there. Really? Another thing that helped was we got um, put in separate classes at school, didn't we? At the request of our parents. Uh So from a very early age, we also got friendly and got into different networks. Yeah. Nothing gets on my nerves more when people refer to twins as the twins. Yeah. 
and it's kind of like I've, I've got a name, my parents picked it, so it is quite a big deal. And I'd be grateful, Neil, they panicked and picked a name because they weren't expecting twins, whereas <laughs> me, sorted from the word go. Yeah. And yeah, if you could, if you could use my name, that would, that would be great. So you had separate sets of friends, you weren't all hanging out, hanging out with the same people? No, I mean, there, there was crossover, for sure. We did have an overlap, didn't we, particularly at high school? Yeah, and it wasn't like, oh no, those, those are Neil's friends. Neil's friends are losers. Mm. So some were, in my defence. Mm. Some of mine were as well, in the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, like, agree a lot with of, that. A lot of the people we hung out with at, at high school, looking back with like twenty twenty vision, dickheads. <laughs> Adam, you've talked quite openly about being bullied. In secondary mm-hmm. in secondary school was it mostly? But yeah. you so you two were at the same school. So how did that impact on you, Neil? Knowing that was going on, um, I kind of took a step back, mainly because I was worried me getting involved would perpetuate the situation rather than resolving it. Also, he's a confident person; he can fight his own battles. So I just decided to get on with my issues I had there. I also didn't want you kind of getting getting involved. I think kind of those are my things to deal with and dragging you into it or you injecting yourself into it really just made things even even messier. That's a very mature response for a child. Well, uh, I in some ways I was mature, in other ways I wasn't. And I, I was this like teenage guy with a passion for comedy who was a lot smarter and a lot wittier than most of the people calling him names and booing him. So I just keep blowing people up left, right and centre in in the playground. I'd always been able to take it from like a three on the Richter scale to a, an eight, nine, ten mm. in like half a sentence. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So who got in trouble more then? I think I know the answer to yeah. that. Adam? Oh, me. By, by, by a long way. I reckon they had my mum's number plate on ANPR at the school gate by the end of those end of those five years. Yeah, I'd believe that. But Neil, did you get up to anything? I think in the earlier years, I was slightly more problematic. You knew your way around a computer, though, didn't you? You knew you knew what to do with a computer to cause. Oh, I knew how to do stuff like that. Yeah. It's a major um, GCHQ I was hacking. Just say he's bringing down GCHQ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in my first year of high school. We were all given usernames and passwords and everybody rather stupidly used to write it down in block capitals at the front of their record book. Oh no. Meaning that at a very, very early stage in our first year at high school, I'd found three record books and so had memorised three different usernames and three different passwords other than my own. Yeah. And what did you do I don't know when you said you weren't hacking. You, exactly. I know, but you said you weren't hacking and then went on to describe so I hacked, exactly. Yeah. So what did you do with this with that stuff? Did you hack? So I, I, as your lawyer, yes. I advise you to say no. No. No, I didn't do any hacking or anything like that, but I had them on record. Good. Okay. That was enough. That was Interesting. enough. Mm. Can you describe each other? Neil, can you describe Adam? Um, oh, have that swearing yeah. button ready. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, this is before the watershed, isn't it? <laughs> so. You can say anything you, can, you no, want. No, you can. Anything. Um, 
he's unique and he's if I had to describe his character I'd say he was the Marmite of characters that you're either going to love him or you're going to hate him there's no middle ground because he's a very in your face and loud person and always was yeah always was and probably always will be mm. yeah that might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> <laughs> Adam, describe Neil. Uh, Neil is my twin brother, my partner in crime, my my raison d'etre, because, again, competitive, and he's done good. Oh. I'm glad he's around. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be worse without him than I, than, I am, than I am with him. And hopefully when the pubs and cafes open up again, we can go on adventures, play board games, and drink pretentious craft beers and ales because that's who I am. So are you the first person the other will turn to if you're upset or struggling with something? Oh, that's a case-by-case thing. I think I'm, I think I'm a lot more emotional about things than, than Neil. Neil's... Um, and maybe it's because you work in, in a library and, and have worked in libraries. You're, you're quite factual. Whereas I, I'm, I'm more analytical and things stay in my head a, a bit more. And maybe sometimes I need someone with a bit more, uh, what's the correct term? I suppose emotional intelligence yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to talk me down. Whereas both you and mum, if I came to went, oh, I'm a bit sad because this, this and this. We'd be yeah. like, yeah, suck it off. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd be like, that's fine. <laughs> oh, Neil. Literally, you no, he, he would. They'd look at me and be like, well, that's fucking stupid. Grow up. <laughs> and, that, and that would be the chat. Like, like you'd be the worst counsellor ever. Yeah, like Adam says, because my profession, I'm more looking at the facts, look at what relates to it, and whereas Adam's got a lot more passion and looks at things like feelings yeah i'm with i'm the same as adam and does that like neil are you embarrassed by him because rachel's embarrassed by me being quite emotional and quite passionate yeah because she's quite loud about it again it's on a case-by-case scenario like sometimes i can understand why he's passionate and the things he's passionate about and then there's other times where i can't understand where the passion comes from like his Pokemon collection from Builder Bear is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you know, what made him, after he bought Pikachu, decide to go and buy five more? Like <laughs> six more, pardon I was me. I going to say, it's six more. Six more is beyond me. In the case of two, he even bought an accompanying outfit. <laughs> what? Uh, I think... I think... Psyduck's got yeah, like Psyduck's that. got an anorak and waterproof hat on. That <laughs> is ridiculous. Psyduck's great. Don't talk shit about Psyduck. <laughs> so, as children, did you fight a lot? Did you ever hate each other? Because Adam, you were, you were, you are clearly very competitive. So that must have kicked off some situations. Oh yeah, it, it, it still does. I'm I'm worse now. I'm a grown up. I'm passionate and competitive. So if anyone kind of uh, irks me, I've I've been, like, asked to leave restaurants because the disabled toilet has been up some stairs. And I've mentioned it rather forthrightly mm. to not only the manager, but anyone that will listen. Yeah. That, that's the kind of guy I, I am. 
we used to go and play tennis on a um on a Saturday down the local park. And Neil was verifiably better at tennis than me. Mm. And that wound me up a little bit. I remember that vaguely. We were like ten? Yeah. Or was it eleven? Ten I was out there. I'm out there. Still not over it, by the way. It's only like twenty five no. years. I know you're not, but and another thing that I was better at than him was pool snooker. Mm-hmm. Who's better? Who's better at? Who's better now? Who's better at tennis? Who's better at pool now? Um, oh, we've not played tennis for years, so we no, because it's probably still you. That's not a circumstances yeah. thing. That's a deliberate manipulation of our lives on my part. And Paul, it's me. What Adam and I did once, rather cruelly, was we were in a pub and he and I were having a game of pool and someone else came up who we know, he's a friend of ours, put a pound on the table and just went, right, I'm playing the winner. So when he had his, this guy had his back turned, we spoke and we said that I would play badly for the whole game, but we'd fix it so that I would win. And to make it look realistic, I played right-handed for the rest of the game because I'm a left-hander. Yeah. Then this guy came on. I went straight to left-handed. And about 45 minutes later, four games, he came up to you, didn't he, Adam? And what was <laughs> what he, he said? He, he, got, he got very angry at me because I, I, I let it I let it happen. His words, not, not mine. <laughs> and he, he came up to me and was like... Your brother is an evil, nasty bitch. And, like, he, he's wonderfully camp, Stephen. And he just rattled off this sort of, like, RuPaul's Drag Race diatribe about his displeasure with you at Wasn't that very moment. Was a snake or something yeah. like that? <laughs> what do you least understand about each other? Is it the geeky shit? No, it's the loudness and the in-your-face and the fact that it's there all the time. It's that for somebody that was so much more quiet and low-key in our younger years, in terms of you were the less problematic person, now you don't seem to have volume control, <laughs> I would describe it. I'm I'm just I'm just forthright and I know what I like and I absolutely know how to get it. Occasionally you've gotta kind of make an omelette and break a few eggs. Which I'm remarkably fine doing. You know, how someone as loud as you managed to get a Saturday job in a public library, I will never you know. You didn't. How did that work yeah. out? What happened? Did you shout? Um, it was it was it was quite possibly the worst summer of my life. Because we were actually in the same library and we had a shift overlap <laughs> for a short period of time. We were colleagues. Oh, no! and how did that work out? Hey, you, loud teenager, would you like to stand um... in complete silence for four hours at a time? Oh, no. Yeah, go on then, I'll do that. I very much jumped before I was pushed yeah. as well. Yeah, of course. But so, Neil, are you saying you don't really understand where that came from? Because he was, as a younger child, was quiet. He had volume control. Yeah, he was, I'd say in our primary school years, you were the more low-key of the two of us, weren't you? And what were you like, Neil? Were you louder? I was, I think people used to describe me as the naughty one. You were absolutely the naughty child. 
Really? So what changed? What? Why the role reversal? I don't know. I I reckon I just became really deviant. I I, I did I did the angsty teenager thing, <laughs> with complete style. I was like, I'm gonna go all in on this angry emo kid thing, because it looks fun. I reckon you still were quite naughty, but comparatively, yeah, you were I cool. was good. That's like saying that gonorrhea is better than chlamydia. <laughs> Both aren't great. Both still come with their challenges, or so I hear. Or so you it. hear. But hang on, Adam, so what do you not understand about Neil? Hmm. Go on. No, no, no. It, it. it's, it's not that I, I, you have, like, glaring character flaws or or any anything like that. And to say there are things about you that I don't understand, I think, would be would be a bit, um, a bit catastrophic or, or grandiose. But there, there are certain things that you, your obsession with Gordon Ramsay kitchen <laughs> nightmares, or, <laughs> or like court ham, or or for someone that's so quiet, you love watching conflict on the telly, and not like actual conflict, like boxing or wrestling or MMA. Do you like watching like like shitty conflict, like angry chefs? Or really? the police yelling at poor people. And I, 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 I don't <laughs> understand it. Yeah, so kitchen nightmares, traffic cops. Why? Why do you like that, Neil? What's going on there? I just found them weirdly entertaining, but I've never been able to pinpoint why. There is an element of sort of like the macabre about it isn't there there's, something like, there's an element of almost vaudevillian voyeurism mm. where you, you are even I catch myself now and again when you're watching it in your room like listening to Judge Judy yelling at a girl because she bought a car and didn't pay for it <laughs> and has got no idea why she's in court thinking this is weird every part of every part of my soul hates this but there's a little devil on my shoulder going you should totally google this <laughs> really? I see that. I see that. Oh, I don't. Is there anything you two will not? Any areas you will not touch on with each other? Uh, no, I, I'm, I, I'm an open book, and I also mm. think anything's up for reasonable public discourse. I won't go into a, a conversation for guns blazing in, in, in an uneducated way. Mm. But I think no, you should be able to talk about anything with anyone and have a reasonable conversation and have a. I suppose a mutually respectful exchange of, of ideas. Yeah. What about you? I'd say that I was the same when it came to talking to you. The only thing that I'd say I'd sometimes avoid would be talking about people mm -hmm. with you. Why? What do you mean? What do you mean? In what way? Um, Like if there's... You find some of my friends quite difficult, yeah. don't you? Like he's got some friends that he gets on with that he likes that you I don't, don't necessarily hate them but they're not the first person who I choose to be with that oh, me, me either for the record <laughs> if I wake up one morning and I'm stressed and I want a quiet day and a peaceful day I'm not calling her right. I know exactly who you're talking about, talking about oh so it's when they're loud and overwhelming you mean Neil That that's that's what you mean. 
Or, or no, there's different ways. Like some of them allowed, some of them just if complaining was a job, they'd be the CEO. Right, right. Yeah. So just not your kind of you people. Know. But Adam, you're cool with it. You just let them get on with it, don't you? I mean, there are times when she's moaning at me, and I'm, I'm not in. I'm, I'm in the room, but I'm not in the room. If that makes sense, I'm like playing the casserole. You can something. zone it out. You and, can zone it out. Yeah, yeah, and and you make you make the right noise at the right time, which is a skill I've very much finessed. Do you like Neil's friends, Adam? Uh yeah, I think so. I think a, a lot of them are great, and they're they're nice to Neil. So if, if you're nice to Neil, you get my vote. Simple as. And if you're not nice to Neil, then strap yourself in because things are going to get rocky. You have a faith, don't you, Adam? I do. Do you, Neil? Do you share that? Hmm. I'd I, I say you're agnostic. Agnostic to a certain extent. I believe there's something there, but I don't feel as committed to it or as devoted to it as Adam is. Would you say that was a fair I'd say that's a fair summary. statement. I, I'd say that's Yeah, yeah. You're, you're by no means like a militant atheist. And that doesn't cause problems between you. You don't find it frustrating, Adam, that he doesn't believe or... No. I think people are entitled to believe whatever they want to believe. And again, it's something that if people want to have a discussion about it, more, yeah. more than willing to have have the chat and, and be, be willing to give an explanation for the beliefs I have. And and give other people the same the same respect and and pe- people people come as they are, and I mm. think I don't know when we stopped giving people the freedom to come as they are. Of course, there are exceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think every, everyone's different, and I think we need to give people that level of respect. And I think I think now more than ever, maybe because we've all been cooped up inside for a year, everyone's just at each other's throats all the time and being like, ah, oh, you're in. You're an idiot. Why would you believe in vaccines? And all, all, all these people that became, like, immunologists and doctors in a year. How has the pandemic affected you two being trapped in the house? I'd say it affected Adam more than it affected me. Because I work in a medical library, I've not been out of work. I've just been working remotely yeah. and in a different way. Yeah. Whereas Adam lost quite a lot of contract work. Yeah. Yeah, work kind of, we couldn't go anything or do anything, so everything kind of ground to a halt. Things that were commissioned then mm. weren't weren't commissioned. And commissioning's hard enough anyway. Yeah. How, how, what, oh, how do I feel this morning? Great, that's what we want today. That's yeah. how commissioning in TV works now. There are no actual, actual programme makers. It's just a bunch of people in suits. Same in the mm. film industry. Mm. You know, there's a, there's a thin layer of people in in the in, in the uh, media industry whose sole job it is is to not take a risk, and that layer, right at the top, unfortunately, it's very frustrating. It's why everything's kind of going online or going going live, and people are just bored of being I don't know <clears throat> dictated to by idiots. <laughs> and so yeah, that's that's my that's my frustration there. But also, I, I just miss people. I, I miss my mates. I miss sort of like like-minded people, or people that I can kind of, you know, if I want to go and get a coffee and play a board game, mm. I miss having that circle where I can like crack out like a, a giant behemoth of a board game with loads of moving pieces and and everyone follow it 
because you're sort of like you're you're into board games. You're you're a bit of a a, a basic kind of guy, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> a basic kind of guy. You're sort of like oh. draft chess. On, on, I'm on not a tar- into on, the army at a push. Adam's into the more complex Dungeons and Dragons style board games, yeah. whereas yeah. I'm more of a traditional board game person like Scrabble, Monopoly, Ludo. Do you like the same kind of music? No, we've got contrasting tastes in music to the point where um, we've actually set up a verbal agreement that when we go to concerts or live gigs, we have to alternate who chooses the performer. What was the last one and whose choice is next? The last one, we went to see Madness live at the Brixton Academy. Mm-hmm. And that was my choice. Next up. I, I I don't know. I might make it a comedy show. There, there, there's a little devil on my shoulder that wants to take into something he's absolutely going to hate. Just like, like go what? all in and be like... What, like Ramstein? Yeah, or... <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to Slipknot. I'll come, with, I'll come too... to that, Nick, Adam. I'll come with you to that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We're going to go see Slipknot because it's clearly 2005 again. <laughs> Or, uh, or I'd love to see Kill Switch Engage. That'd be amazing. Kill Switch Engage. Neil, you would hate that, I'm presuming. Never heard them. Have you not? You haven't heard it booming through the bedroom wall at night? I've heard some stuff booming through the bedroom wall <laughs> in Adam's room. Oh, come on! Normally, him snoring. Oh, OK. I was so scared then. I was like, oh, <laughs> So was I! Did, I! did I forget to put my headphones in? Or... <laughs> or get to put a sock in her mouth or or, <laughs> or, or something I'm joking you can't do that two metres apart it nearly reached just, just a tip uh, so I, where do I go from here right Adam will you be going back to doing stand up hopefully hopefully it's on it's on the on the to do list there's like so many things that I'm I'm hoping hoping to do so there's that the amount of people that are like oh you should write a book Mm. And and you're gonna be like me. I'm 36. I've I've done nothing, and I have nothing good to say on on anything. Oh, but I think it'd be really inspirational. It it really it really wouldn't. It'd be a, a, a list of things that make me angry, and very very petty reasons why they make me angry. Neil, do you think he should write a book? I think he's got the ability to. It's just whether or not he wants to do it. The way he rants and the way he complains all the time, I think he could be the male version of Bridget Jones's diary. Mm. Maybe you could write a book together. Hmm. Could I work with Neil Thomas Pearson? There's <laughs> a big question there. Do I want to put myself in a situation that could wind up with a 13-part Netflix drama about the end result? And the ongoing court case that would no doubt in... No, I'd kill him. I, I would absolutely wind up killing him. What What is it about him that you couldn't write a book with him? Yeah, what is it about me? Because you have a lot of... You're not you're, you're goal-orientated, not solution-orientated. And you'd be like, oh, I don't like that idea. And I'd be like, fine, Neil, I respect that. What idea do you like? And you'd be like, um... I don't know. Yeah. What would we write about? I think it would be interesting to do something twins orientated if we were to do fiction. Okay. I I am very much a non-fiction writer. 
I can't handle fiction books. They're all the same. Non-fiction? I don't know what direction to go in there. What would you do? I I don't know, because I think about this a lot. And at varying <laughs> levels of sobriety. <laughs> would you like to hear the worst book idea I've ever thought of? Yes, please. It was going through the original 151 Pokemon and saying what celebrities are most like and why. That's quite good. (laughs) Really? I'd read that. It got really rude really quickly. I can imagine you doing that. Or a book on the concept of Room 101 saying what would be in our Room 101 and why. What would be in it? What would be in your Room 101 since you've opened this Pandora's box of hatred? Um, well, Pokemon for a star. <laughs> You'd do that to your brother. Adam, what would be in yours? Everything you are likes and cares for. Okay, well, as as publishers, I'm not sure where... <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to go for it. That okay? exactly. <laughs> Who's the happiest? Ooh, that's, that's a loaded one. Probably, like... <laughs> it's got to be you. Well, purely on the grounds that you're miserable. <laughs> purely on the grounds that I've always got something to moan about. You wake up in the morning like a like an infantile puppy and the whole universe hits you in the face. You're like, life is amazing. And and I, 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 I wake up like a 12-year-old cat just thinking, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Another day of being tormented by dangly things that jingle. Neil, do you agree? Um, yeah, he normally does have something, at least one thing, to complain about. Whereas I can just get up and look on, to some extent, the brighter sides of things. Adam's just more of a realist. That if there is something wrong, he's the first, second and third person to point it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I get wound up a lot easier than you. And I think that's because I'm I'm online more than you. Yeah, that's definitely uh, in, why. In 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 the pandemic, I've become quite the doom scroller. Right. Is it safe to say you two are absolute polar opposites? The fact that we're so close means there has to be some common ground there, but we've also got such different characteristics about us that we can go in our own ways as well, can't we? Yeah. 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 We, we, we can cope without the other being. I mean, if you died, I'd miss you. But, for example, if I've got to go away for, like, three, four weeks, we both cope. Yeah. Can you imagine living apart, though? How does that feel? I, mean, I, I did it for, for, what, six years? And I, was, I was at uni and lived in Brighton for a few years afterwards. So it, it, does, it does work. But then you, you do miss people. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I, I handle change quite, quite initially. I, I get used to it, but I don't like it. Mm. It feels like a, a massive uprooting and, and, and all. But no, I, I, I reckon I'd miss him. But I reckon if we lived apart, I'd, 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 I'd cope. Neil, did you miss him when he wasn't there? Um, the thing was, we actually went to the same university. It's just he chose to move down to Brighton, whereas I chose to commute. Right. So... I'm not, hearing, I'm not hearing a yes. <laughs> Neil, wrong so answer. In, the, in my last year at college, when he was down there, I did miss him. 
it was just the house was uncomfortably quiet there was no one to draw attention away from my negative characteristics but you haven't got the negative characteristics adam said you haven't you're very positive you're also quite lazy Oh, um, and without me there to sort of like distract from it, all of his glaring character flaws as a land mammal, front and centre. Yeah, whereas when you're at home and you come home drunk on Sunday morning at three o'clock in the morning, have suddenly... we done that for a while? <laughs> Is there anything that you want to say to each other that you've never said before? We always close with this question. So, Neil, um, just that I think he's a great brother and. Thanks for all the support you've given me, particularly since starting full-time work. You are very much welcome. I've been buying you soya diet lattes for two years and I haven't told you. (laughs) (laughs) What's a soya diet latte? What's a diet one? He's been buying me a dairy-free. So so it's dairy-free and with the sugar-free syrup. So, Neil, are you shocked? I'm not shocked, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but it's the sort of thing that oh. Adam would do. Oh, That's my clothes fit and my skin's better. God damn you, twin <laughs> brother of mine. <laughs> no, we'll, 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 we'll go deep. We'll do the emotional, the emotional thing. Uh, I love you, I respect you, and I'm glad that you're around. And even though Mum cried when she found out I, she was having twins, true story, I'm glad she did. This has been a Little Wonder production. Logo artwork from Kathy Mason. Voice from Melanie Walters. Music from Rodri Viney. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Whittacombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and Welcome to Spooktown. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Why would you kill him?